Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm liking the slick look. Welcome to the Depth Chart Podcast, the post-game has-been edition. Uh, this is a new format. Uh, on three KSR, and I like it. And I'm joined by two guys in Louisville, Nick Roush, uh, running on fumes. What'd you go down about four o'clock last night or this morning? Yeah, we uh we had to stop, make a pit stop at Waffle House on the way home, so didn't get back as quickly as we liked. Um, but we got to laugh at Louisville's misery on the way home. That was wow. a good time. Uh, did not see that one coming, but uh, Freddie, this is a we are here to talk cats. We're not here to make fun of Louisville because we could be here all day, you know. Yeah, one hundred percent. Jay Dorch, teammate of mine, uh, started about fourteen fights against Florida. The Cats' next opponent. Jay, thanks for coming back for another season. Uh, you got to jet out of here to go to the Lord's house about what ten forty-five. So good to have you on, man. I appreciate it, man. Looking forward to. Nick, we got some really, really special uh, partners on this podcast. Uh, you want to you want to get into that before we break down the game? Yeah, uh, the Depth Chart Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Port Royal Plants, which you, you hear a lot about CBD. And this is another all-organic, bluegrass-made, produced CBD project. It's an all-natural Kentucky Proud product, grown, processed, manufactured in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Because your mind and body, they deserve quality products you can trust, and you can get them all at portroyalplants.com. Whether it's mosquito spray, drops, or bed, Port Royal Plants, they got a little bit of everything to take care of you. Give them a try today. Visit them at portroyalplants.com. Yes, thanks, Port Royal. Really appreciate it. Used your product Friday night in uh, Titletown. Okay, Jay, instant reaction. Um, for me, I'm a numbers guy. What I did, I, I'm going to start with what I didn't like first. I Ooh, didn't like 50 rush yards. I, I did not like that. I did not like 1.9 yards per carry. That's very low. Chris Rodriguez was missed so bad. And I tried to say that throughout all the podcasts and writings. Listen, you can't gloss over the fact that he's not going to be on the field. The game changes. I thought it changed the rush game, obviously. But the play action game, Miami wasn't honoring the play action because 24 wasn't on the field. Uh, I, I thought that the tackle struggled. Uh, you know, I, I, Lua Levis got hit way too many times. Miami had four sacks. I did not expect that. So uh, the bad there uh, and defensively, I, I thought, listen, you give up 13 points to that quarterback and that offense, a good Mac team with nine returning starters. 
after the first drive, it's solid. Uh, the, the concern is is very little pass rush. Uh, that that's I wanted. That's one of my goals was to see a, a sack by a defensive lineman. That did not happen. Uh, the sacks came from the linebackers and Afari playing that media position. So uh, those are the concerns that I have. We'll get into the positives in a minute. But Jay, just give us give us your overall uh, post game, uh, uh, how you felt the game went, what your expectations were, and how it played out. You know, I'll say that I'm glad our, our program's at a spot where we're a little bit frustrated with a 37-13 win. Yeah. Um, and I'll say this, too. You know, my daughter went to Miami of Ohio, and she graduated last December. So I've been, I've been you know, keeping tabs on Miami. That quarterback's legit. He can throw the ball around. That hip and hammer, number zero wide receiver, he's legit. Um, they're, they're a good MAC team, and they'll probably win their division, maybe win the MAC. Um but I would have hoped that we could have just imposed our will on them uh, at the line of scrimmage. You know, that's what we've been known for. We've been blessed to have incredible senior leadership on both sides of the ball. I think we missed that a little bit on, on some on the defensive side a little bit. And, you know, both lines, like, we got to figure some things out. Um, yeah. You know, some bright spots for me uh, was the freshman. Uh, yeah. You know, Walker, Barryon, Dane Key. I mean, uh, Afari. Um, you, you got some dudes out there um, that are really, really showing some stuff. But I, I was just frustrated that that we couldn't run the ball, um, and it just didn't seem like defensively we were disciplined enough to just keep them in. You know, keep our rush lanes, yeah. keep them in the pocket, and it collapsed and us get some sacks. I mean. I know we're missing Jordan Wright, but but a team like that, we should be able to just go out and impose our will. We should have been, you know, averaging six, seven yards a carry. Uh, I know we were missing Rodriguez, but I just feel like even without him, we should have been able to uh, impose our will. And I know, um, you know, Eli's first time playing center. Uh, I haven't had a chance to look at, it, and they were running a bunch of twists. I mean, yes, they were, they, were, they which is confusing, you know, yeah. and and maybe. Maybe it was the wrong calls that that really we struggled in with the rushing game. Um, not sure. I haven't seen the tape, obviously, but maybe that was it. That there's just some confusion and communication on the on the uh, offensive line, and maybe not right making the right calls or recognizing these different exotic blitz. And but we know this. I mean, we step in the next week. It's a whole different ball game. <laughs> well, the the thing that annoyed me, Jay, is like they're gonna be running all those twists. Just blast it right up the B gap, you know, like yeah. hit them while they're moving around. That, that was some of the frustration. And I, I think, Freddie, to your point, like we knew the offensive line was going to have some struggles um, in the pass protection aspect of it. I think the part that we overlooked as both analysts and fans from afar was that this was an injured team in the preseason. This was an injured group like Kenneth Horsey um, wasn't even expected to play up at this point. That first scrimmage, um, our, a, afterwards, it was, I asked Rich Scangarello, what do you want to see in the second scrimmage? Just all of our offensive linemen playing together because they weren't playing together. After the game, Eli Cox was pretty adamant that he felt like that he, they, they have some good players, but a lot of yesterday was inexperienced. And you could almost sense the frustration where there was probably some communication issues with guys not passing off. Like, so – in, in reality, it felt like Levis got hit 
a lot more than the two hurries and four sacks. It felt a lot worse than what it was uh, because we're not used to seeing him take sacks because the offensive line was that good last year. Uh, I don't know how quickly he can get fixed, but that run game, Freddie, even if you take out the sack yardage, they're only averaging three and a half yards a carry. Ramon Jefferson got injured after two, and he he looked about as good as any. Um, it, McLean, he gets injured. Like both of those guys might be out at Florida. And Lavelle Wright probably looked the best of the bunch. He had that awesome pass pro on yeah. the long ball to Barry on Brown. Yeah. He had a physical run, but he's been dealing with a hamstring. So, you know, you kind of got to that, – that's a really tricky situation. So the, the the depth in the running back rooms hurting the running game as much as anything right now. Uh, you know, I'm sorry, go ahead, Jay. I was just going to say, you know, the other thing is, as we know in games like this, we want to come out vanilla package on both sides of the ball, not show anything. Um, and, you know, it just seemed like, you know, obviously we've heard so much about the tight ends. I mean, I know we got Brendan Bates for a touchdown. He missed another one, another pass. But, you know, I don't know, man. I, you know, I'm hoping that that is something we're going to see because we got some dudes there. And I know Cummins dropped that ball, you know, and, and, yeah, uh, and Freddie, you can, you can talk to about this a lot more than I can. And I'd love to see Levis take a little bit off those intermediate routes and short routes. Yeah. But, you know, maybe that's the only way he can be accurate. I don't know. I mean, you yeah. can speak to that better than I can. Yeah, you know, Jay, that could have been a little bit of frustration coming out of Will. Uh, True. Because, you know, he had to have been frustrated with the run game. And, and to the point uh, that Nick made, yes, Miami, extremely well-coached team. Chuck Martin does a great job. Miami defensively played against Kentucky exactly how I would have. That four-two-five. Uh, you know, you, you do you play a lot of games up front, a lot of twists, a lot of stunts, a lot of to create confusion and havoc in an offensive line that had zero starters from a year ago at that position. Exactly what I would have done. Yeah. Now, that's one thing. You know, getting getting crossed up with the, with the stunts and twists and, and blitzes and things that run blitzes. That's one thing. Okay, that can be fixed. You know, that's inexperience. But I did see, did see some one-on-ones that that were won by Miami defensive players on the line of scrimmage. That to me is more concerning than the twist blitz and, and picking that up. That can be worked out. Losing one-on-ones against a, a opponent like Miami, a, a really good MAC opponent, but the level of athlete is getting ready to increase by oh what nine thousand ten percent, whatever next week. <laughs> That's concerning. Um, they're good things I saw. Love, love Ooh. the newcomers. Love the newcomers. You, you know what else I, I really love too, Freddie? Um, it's one of the newcomers in my wardrobe. It's KLW handmade belts, Freddie. Ooh. I've never, I've never had a high quality <laughs> leather belt. Like I'm, a, I'm a cheapskate, right? Yeah. We got, we got some of the product at klwbelts.com, and you we were wearing it yesterday. I saw you. Complete game changer. Oh, and I got the, the last name played on the belt, too. I feel like I, I, it gets a little extra pep in my step. You know, look good, feel good, play good, pay good. You know, I mean, and that, that's what happens when you wear KLW handmade belts. KLW belts made handmade in the bluegrass, all natural, genuine leather. There's no synthetics, no fake stuff. It's all 100% real. And at the Dev Chart Podcast, real, recognize, real. You can give them a call at 859 
7816. You can also visit him online, like his website we got pulled up right now, klwbelts.com. Free shipping, too. You ain't got to worry about paying for shipping. They're outstanding. Uh, not not only are you going to keep your drawers up, Freddie, but you're going to look good doing it, too. You know, Nick and I have, have grown really cro- uh, close throughout the years. But yesterday, I ran into him at the pregame show, and we both had our KLW belts on. I felt like bros, you know. You and I, you and I had, a, had were bros yesterday, Nick, because of belt. <laughs> belt bros. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, the newcomers, man, you know. Uh, Kentucky hit on Kedron Smith with a, with a scoop and nearly a, a score. Marion Brown kickoff return for a touchdown. Looked good <clears throat> passing game. Dane Key is just, man. Uh, you know, I knew he was. I knew he was a high-level route runner coming out of high school, but I love the way he gets in and out of his breaks, catches with his hands. He got a touchdown. Tavion Robinson, Kentucky just hits on all Robinsons that transfer in. Oh, uh, yeah, you got last name Robinson. Receiver Robinson. Yeah, yeah. I don't care if you're a yeah, two-star. It doesn't matter. Tails yeah. or Hoop State. Yeah. Just give us a Robinson in the slot. Pre-game yeah. might ask me how how much a, a percentage that he would replace Wandale. And listen, my respect for Wondell's through the roof. I had never seen Tavion play in Kentucky. I said he's probably 40%. But I would think that's higher now. Uh, yeah, I really liked how he operated, got in and out of his breaks to run after catch. He, he's good. He's going to be a heck of a player for Kentucky. But then those, he, runs, he runs great routes. Yes, he, he can find that spot just to sit into him. He's tough. Those true freshmen. <laughs> you know, you're talking about recruiting classes. Kentucky hit on that class last year. Yeah. <laughs> Deion Walker, four tackles, looked look really good. Alex Safari was second on the team in tackles with six, had uh, a, a sack and, and one and a half tackles for loss, that, that and did so quietly. Uh, Dane Key, Barryon Brown, Alex Safari, I mean, Keaton Wade. I mean, man. Dude, I mean, that that, that play yeah. he made on the screen, yes. like, Jay, you know that's some – that's some grown man stuff when you can identify the screen on third and long, yeah. read and react. And, I mean, he split the wood on that hit, too. He yeah. knocked the yeah. hell out of that guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the newcomers to me were the story of the game, uh, you know, because, listen, I'm not going to be negative whatsoever. A 24-point win against a projected Mac division <laughs> winner in the opener with all that newness going on, I'm pleased. I'm happy. I mean, you know, did things frustrate? Yes. But at no point in my mind the game was ever out of question. The outcome was ever in doubt. Uh, I wasn't mad. You know, I didn't throw three things. Uh, I'm not for sure that Kentucky actually opened up the playbook last night, and I think the emphasis was on the pass. Uh, and, and I think Kentucky will be a little different. I like Skangarillo's uh, plan. Uh, the first drive was beautiful. First drive. First beautiful. drive was unreal. Yeah, absolutely. So – a lot of things to be happy about. Uh, that linebacker, DeAndre Square, Jacquez Jones played well. Uh, Andrew Phillips played well. Giving up 13 points to that offense, in my opinion, was a, was a positive, Jay. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, you know, I will say that I think the the points we scored, a little bit of fool's gold because 14 of it was, you know, one was a kickoff return for a touchdown and basically a, almost yeah. a stupid score, you know. So. Right. Uh, and, but I'm not getting negative on the offense because I do think it was this total vanilla uh, package. We're going to see a lot more. That first drive, I mean, my son turned around and was like, man, he can call a game because he yeah. that was beautifully 
uh, every every call was was perfect and is executed well uh, by everybody and it was just great so i think we're going to see a lot more down the road um but you know to only score basically 23 points offensively in my opinion is is against that team is i'm not taking any away from miami but you know we should be able to score a lot more yeah and that was the that was the red zone woes in the first half i mean they had I think the first four trips, there was two field goals and a touchdown. Yeah. Now, one of those is end of half, and they're doing a two-minute drive, and you got to settle. But Cummings drops a touchdown. You have the fourth down where he had Upshaw for a touchdown but was just late <laughs> to it, and then that ends up being an interception to a kid for Manuel, which that had to be – I'm sure, I, yeah, I'd be freaking fired up to pick off yeah. <laughs> uh, a pass at Curfield if I was a Manuel kid. But um, – I Overall, I, I think, like you said, Freddie, you saw some of the signs. Um, like, hey, Chris Rodriguez, you could really use him in a lot of these situations. Yeah. But I do think, in general, the way that Kentucky has changed its roster, you should be passing the ball more with yeah. 11 yeah. and these talented wide receivers. I mean, Tavion Robinson had more receiving yards and a half than he did in any of the games he ever played with him and Hooker. I mean, that guy was balling right out the get-go. I love Barry on Brown's just cockiness, his confidence. Like He was like, oh, I I laughed when they said we hadn't had a kickoff return touchdown. I knew I was going to take one of the house. (laughs) And then how how, how much were we all sweating out that replay review? Be honest. Yes, I was. I I was. Not because of the – I mean, for the touchdown being called back. Just because – I wanted that so badly for him. You yeah. know, we got an 18 year old or whatever, 18, 19 year old, just took a kickoff to the house. It just, the, the place erupted. And, you know, I hated that lull that, that times before yeah. he could really celebrate. I wanted him to have full on celebration. I loved when players' personalities come out and I wanted to see that. One thing I looked yeah. for that, I, that Kentucky exceeded. Last year, the Cats uh, had uh, 48 passes defended, which is 11th in the SEC, 3.6 per game. Against Miami in, in that pass-happy offense, even though Gabbert was 20 of 28, Kentucky had four <coughs> passes defended. So I like that, Mark. I, I think the secondary is better than last year. Yeah. Uh, the corners, There's no doubt. The corners are better. Smith, I thought Carrington Valentine, that was not an interference uh, uh, oh God! The ball was eight yards out of bounds. I thought he tackled well. Uh, the corners were better than last year. I, I like Geiger. Uh, Ty Asian has all that experience. I think Drew Phillips and Alex Safari complement each other. There's some dudes out there, and I, and I like mm-hmm. how Kentucky and, and Brad White is putting his best players on the field. Moving Phillips to to that medium, I love that with those linebackers. But you know, I really wanted to see. I wanted to see some pass rush by that organic three defensive tackle, most tackle defensive end. And Jay, you said it earlier, man. They they were they that defensive line really got out of the rush lanes at times last night, which allowed Gabbert, who's is really not known as a runner, to advance the football. That I, that has to be cleaned up because yeah. Anthony Richardson will run for 940 yards if that happens next week. I, I totally agree. I mean, Gabbert said. He's that quarterback that's just so frustrating because he'll just slide out and hit somebody. 
because uh, I mean, we all know this. I mean, you, you can't expect a DB to cover for five, six seconds. I mean, it's 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 tough, you know. Even if they are a MAC team, I mean, those are great athletes. That that hip and hammer number zero, he's legit. Yeah, he is. But it's frustrating when, when he can step up, slide out. I mean, he obviously didn't run that much, but um, and that's what uh, Anthony Richardson is going to do. I mean, that guy. I'm sure y'all seen the highlights yesterday against a a really good Utah team. He lit it up. The, yeah. the thing with the defensive line too, Freddie, is I feel like that's the natural progression of it. Like they obviously, it took them a little while to just identify run pass on some of those situations. Yes. Like just getting a feel. I mean, Deion Walker after the game was like, you know, I, I've been playing against guys who block this way every single time, and now they're they're doing something different. You know, so yeah. so the little adjustment period. And then I thought they actually started to get after him and, and flush him from the pocket. But it, it, that's where you got to the undisciplined aspect of things. Yeah, uh, you rush. didn't have the, the most sound rush lanes. But I, yeah. I, I do think those are very correctable on film. Yeah. But if you are looking for, like, best thing on the defense that I, I think you can say without a doubt, and we were very worried about the pass defense going into this game. They were going to press Kentucky vertically. And what does Kentucky do? They gave up two pass plays of 15 yards or more. They gave up a 15-yarder and a 24-yarder, and that's it. I mean, they took away big plays. And I think one of those was like a running around scrambling, and they had to defend for seven seconds. So um, even though Valentin got those PIs and he kind of let one mistake build after he whiffed on that cornerback blitz, um, aside from that little stretch right there, like the the, the the secondary looks sharp. Um, and, and to your point about Alex Safari, like that kid, he's going to have a thousand tackles. He's a player. Yeah. You know, uh, 111 rush yards for Miami is, is way more than I expected. Yeah. Uh, I, he had I 32 not- on the, the big touchdown. And yeah. Brad, even at, like you can see if you go back and watch, DeAndre Square is like pointing to somebody to get over there. Yeah. And they're just yeah. too late. Yeah. That, that that's something I didn't I didn't expect, and I didn't expect the yards per carry uh, to be to the advantage of Miami uh, yeah. at all. Uh, but again, correctable mistakes. You know, the film room. I'm sure they're in there today on their own. And a lot of a lot of players kicking themselves today because, and that's a good thing because, they, like you said, it's, they're they're teachable moments, and there's a lot to be taught from week one. But uh, again. Week one, beating a good MAC team by 24 points, a lot of positives. But the cat's know, covered, right? So covered better, happy. We we're sitting here, but uh, you know we have concerns, obviously. But you know, listen, as a fan, let me take the media hat off. As a fan, I would expect uh, yeah, a 24 point win over a quality MAC team. That that's a good win, right? That's a good yeah. win. Start one and zero. With all that new, listen, these guys, you couldn't have, have, have melted the mouthpieces out of these dudes with a blowtorch. They were so nervous, you know, the first time players out there. And look how many first time players were, were on the field. I mean, that were a bunch. So yeah. there's a lot to overcome, you know, with a new coordinator, too, offensively. Yeah. That no doubt. Calling system, you know, from the field to the box. I mean, they, they, they rehearsed that in practice, but you can't, you can't. You can't simulate game experience, right, Jay? I no. mean, practice all you want to, but when the fans are in the stands, the crowd is is, is loud. I mean, it's totally different. 
and, and you, you pick up, you know, especially these newcomers, I keep talking about the new ones. You can pick up tendencies in fall camp. You can start to, to understand what the offenses or defense is trying to do to you. But when you go against a totally new opponent, you have no idea what they're going to do. That's different. My concern, yeah. one of my concerns, <clears throat> when Mark Stoops was talking about, he didn't want his players playing hero ball. To me, that translated to the defensive line. Stay in your rush lane. Yeah. Keep the quarterback in the pocket. That didn't happen. I thought some of some of the defensive linemen were playing hero ball, try to get sacks, and that's when the the pocket opened up and Gabbert could rush out. Jay, you, you were a pass rusher, outside linebacker, defensive end. You can talk better about that than I can. Did you see that as well? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's uh, obviously somebody's always got to set the edge, but you also have to have the guys on the inside and their lanes to keep them from stepping up or, or just sliding out. You know, stepping up and sliding out. Um, and, you know, it, it's interesting in this world of transfer portal, um, you got all these new guys in plus uh, true freshmen coming in and they're just, they're trying to figure it out. I mean, you know, I had the benefit of, of having the same DBs, you know, an inside linebackers all three years I started and I knew where, I knew where they were going to be. They knew where I was going to be. You know, I had the same defensive tackle all, but uh, you know, two of the three years, but I played with all of them for since I've been there. And so we had, we had years together of knowing each other's game and how we play and strength and weaknesses. And we just, we trusted and knew where they were going to be each other. And I think this is a different world now. And it, it, you know, it's tough for these kids because new systems, you know, new players, uh, different tendencies, different streaks and weaknesses and they're they're just trying to learn each other too and that's a that's something that's not really thought about that much i, I did like some of those plays that that rich had schemed up i mean that first play i think freddie you could hit tavion will had so much time <laughs> tavion was so wide open they could do three more surgeries on your shoulder and you still could have made it there i mean it was as good and as open as a play as you could find there was a couple cool ones in the red zone where I don't know. Maybe you get a little bit more uh, more time. You could see it develop, but uh, there was some open guys. I I really enjoyed it. And I really got to tip my my invisible cap off to the Big Blue Nation. That was oh, an awesome gosh. crowd for a season opener. Got to be um, the best ever, right? Yeah, I mean, great expected. Yeah, I mean, it was it was it was one of the best season opening crowds I've seen for a Mark Stoops game. The 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 tailgaters were out in full force with the grills out. Smoking some Eckridge smoked sausages. I don't know if y'all have ever tried Eckridge before, but they're the best of the best. And they're proud to present the $1 million for teachers this 2022 college football season. Eckridge, they partner with Extra Yard for Teachers. That's the nonprofit the college football playoff runs. They're going to invite a local teacher on the field for the South Carolina game October 8th. And these teachers selected just from a random list of nominations get a chance to throw a football through a target to win up to a million dollars in donations to their classroom. So That's head great. to Eckridge.com. You'll find the link under the football tab. Nominate your teacher by September 28th, and they get to get a chance to win a million dollars for your school through Eckridge. Visit them. Eckridge.com before September 28th. Nominate your teacher today. That's great. That is so awesome. I love Love that. Um, Will Levis. Let's talk a little bit about Will Levis. And, you know, because that's, that's the superstar of the team. Um, completed 66% of his passes, but 
my my numbers are a little bit different there. I don't uh, I don't count uh, drops and I don't count throwaways. So uh, he was he was I, I wanted to go for him to be at seventy percent, and he was that. So uh, I, I I thought we'll play well. The interception, you know, you got to be a little bit more patient there and get the uh, football in the end zone. No, and know your receiver. Keaton Upshaw is what six six. And, and just get that thing up in the air a little bit. Uh, he had one, the one deep ball was a little bit underthrown, but he threw it like seventy yards. So, well, and that was a bad snap too. Yeah, kind of yeah. Him off. Yeah. yeah, I mean it was off. Yeah, but but again, this is Will's first time out. This is his what fifth coordinator in five years or something like that. And uh, <laughs> it, it takes a little time to settle in. And listen, there there was probably a lot of pressure on him. And, and and I don't know Will personally. I don't know if he gets frustrated, but uh, he got hit a lot. He got hit way too much against that opponent, and that you know that could affect him a little bit. So we'll, you know, I, I like I like his performance. Uh, you know, it was solid. Uh, and, and and listen, he's he's special. Uh, he's tough, and and I don't think I really like when he tried to jump over the defense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's don't do that next week. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe do it next week against Florida. Don't do it against Miami when you're yeah, think, yeah that's a good point. Five yards away from the stick. Yeah, good point. You know, I, I I honestly I felt like he played a really good game. Um I I mean he had four balls, probably maybe more that uh right in the receiver's hands. Yeah. Um and the thing that I liked about last night with him. Uh, I saw a lot of maturity, you know, he, let, let's be honest in the past, there's been some bad decision-making. Uh, I didn't see that last night. I saw some patience out of him uh, last year. He probably would have run a lot sooner in some of those situations. Um, but he was going through his progressions and he wasn't staring down Tavion like he did last year with, with Wandell. Now I understand. I mean, everybody knew we were going to Wandell, right. But um, I, I, I felt like, there's a he took a step in my opinion. Now next week obviously is going to be a big deal to to see where that is at different level competition, at the swamp, crazy environment. Um, but I, I was I was impressed. Yeah, and I, I did find it funny because you did have some of those drop balls when he was watching in some some hard thrown passes, and it just amused me that there's all these Johnny quarterbacks who are. Complaining for years about bad quarterback play, then they finally get a quarterback with some arm strength, and oh, he's throwing the ball too hard. It's like, I, I, I do think there are some where there was a a rollout play where he got outside of the the pass rusher. He's got Brendan Bates open. It's the touch pass over a defender. Yeah, that he he does struggle. Like that's just not his bread and butter. And I, w- I want to see him at least try it a little more in games like this. Because Bates, I mean, he had that play, and, and instead of just throwing the touch ball and letting him catch and run a little, he tried to just get outside of the defender in between the two and then put it in there, and it was just – it was a mess. So, it, th- there are times where that little just – little bloop over a defender that's six yards down the field to a guy that's 12, that's yeah. probably the, the area that he needs to work on the most. Yeah, I mean, that's the difference between a, a passer and a thrower. Uh, I mean, I was a thrower. I mean, I would I would give you a concussion if throwing the football on a five-yard hitch. I mean, that's just the way I was. I was never a, a 
passer. I think Will is a passer. Uh, a positive note from from the throwing game for Kentucky: fourteen point four yards per completion. Uh, I think what that signifies to me is this offense has big play capabilities, and not just with one pass catcher like Wandell last year. Nine players caught passes last night for Kentucky, and we saw Brown and Dane Key. So you have three legitimate receivers, even though Key and Brown are young, and they're going to see things next week that they've never seen before. But we're talking about last night. You have three options there. The tight ends weren't incorporated into the offense as much as I thought that was that was going to happen. Uh, you know, we heard so much about that group. Jordan Bingle did have two catches. Brendan Bates had a touchdown. Uh, uh, Cummins had a touchdown that 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 didn't work out. So um, I thought we'd see more tight ends. But I like the fact the ball was spread around to nine pass catchers yeah. and 14.4 yards per completion. That was good for me. Yeah, you had eight plays of 15 yards or more, uh, <laughs> including a 45-yarder, 41-yarder, and a 38-yarder. Um, I also thought too, Freddie, that they really were just throwing Wally and and uh, Jagger out there to see what they could do because yeah. I I didn't feel like they got a lot of help from the tight ends on those no. obvious passing situations because of the four sacks, three were third and long, so like they were obvious passing situations, and Miami just teed off on those guys. They picked on them, and I I think Kentucky was just trying to. It was a litmus test. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's a lot of what that was. I, I'm excited. You know, last year, obviously, they bracketed Wandell, you know, every play. And you're not going to be able to do that this year. Uh, we, we got, we got you know, receivers all around that can, that can run great routes, get open, catch the ball. And uh, once they start utilizing the tight ends, too, it's, it's just going to open more opportunities. And it's, it's exciting to see, you know, these, these young guys – this and and Tavion, it's impressive. Guys, let's finish this thing up uh, with one impression uh, from from Saturday's win over Miami. Uh, if you can describe Kentucky in one positive light, their performance, and one negative uh, from last night, what would it be, Jay? I'll I'll start with the negative. Um, the one thing that really frustrated me last night, probably more than anything, is I didn't see a lot of juice out there on the field. Uh, I, I just didn't see yeah. the energy that I thought that they would come out with. Um, and that's concerning to me. Um, we've all played in those games where, you know, you're playing a lesser opponent, you're supposed to win, and, and maybe you just don't get up for it and you got that big game next week and maybe that's what it was. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's just the inexperience or them just playing together for the first time. Um, but the positive for me was we're complaining about a 37-13 win. Yeah. Um, that that there's a lot of bright spots. I mean, we got playmakers everywhere. And I think Deion Walker is going to be an absolute beast once he figures it out, you know. I think Oxidine, we forget he missed pretty much all last season. Um, not, I can't remember how much he participated in spring. I expect a lot of big things out of him. We need Rodgers to take a step up, but I, I just feel like that that uh, they got the pieces, but but now they got to figure just a few things out on the line, both sides of the line. 
Yeah, and Jay, to your point, that was part of what Mark Stoop said too. He was like, sometimes you can't tell if it's a if it's a business like approach or if they're just kind of going through the motions. And he he yeah. felt that as well. Uh, that will not be the case next week. Um, no. If I've got a positive Freddie, dudes, Kentucky's got some dudes. Uh, I just it, I don't care what your X's and O's. You got to have Jimmys and Joes. The cats got they they have their guys right. Um, the the negative is just the running game. That's the worst running game I can ever remember a Mark Stoops team having going back to before the 2016 season. I think they struggled against Chattanooga. I want to say when they tried to throw a ball a lot last year, but it wasn't just that the offensive line wasn't pushing guys. There was a couple times where you miss some cutbacks or I expected somebody to push the, push the pile a little bit more. And and you also had the health like that. I'm really, really worried. I mean, tell me before that you had to run the ball. You got to be able to control it a little bit. Yeah. Mostly so you can let Will Levis run the play action game. So that's, my biggest concern is that that running game and, and, and all keep that. AR off the field, right? I mean, yeah, we exactly. got to control the ball. I mean, we got to limit their opportunities down there. Yeah, that, that's a dude right there. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I've already talked about you guys mentioned the positives and, and negatives, and I'm going to go football nerd here. I'm going to say my positive is the third phase special teams. Uh, didn't have an alignment issue. Did have a penalty, but that you know, Ruffalo had a bad punt, but. Yeah, Ruffalo three for three showed some improved distance there with a fifty yarder. Uh, he's he's going to be a consistent kicker, score, uh, point scorer for you. Got the returners, Tavion Robinson <laughs> had a nice return. Barry yeah. on the ground, obviously with an electric kickoff return. And then you can't forget about JJ Weaver's block punt. So uh, the third phase for me was the positive. I really like Kentucky special teams performance. The negative is, is is a twofold for me, and, and I wanted to bring everybody bring something unique, but I have to agree with with Jay. I was disappointed in the team that the juice wasn't there uh, in a game in a home opener in an anticipated home opener in front of a home crowd that was great, fought the elements potentially, and 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 one thing for me, I was disappointed because Mark Stoops would will never ever address this, but. He tied Bear Bryant last night for the most wins in program history. That is significant. I love that man. I respect that man. And the fact that the player that the team didn't have the juice to get him that accomplishment in week one was disappointing to me. Uh, that the juice, lack of juice for me was signified on the line of scrimmage. Kentucky did not consume the line of scrimmage on either side. And that that jumped. Uh, and and that's got to change. That that's got to change. Uh, e- even though Kentucky's young and inexperienced on the offensive line, still they're much better players than the 260 <laughs> linemen on the other side from Miami. Yeah. So, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me, Jay. I I got you out of here right before you go to church. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Thanks Nick, for including me. I had a blast. Yeah, Nick, get some sleep, man. I I, I, I know you're feeling. I had Bull County, uh, Danville, Bull County at the Kroger KSR game of the week. <coughs> My uh, Mayfield Cardinals beat Paducah Tillman. Uh, Jay Dorch, as you see, I proudly wore my shirt for you tonight. Oh, man, I, I, I so much am disappointed in you for wearing that shirt. Salt in the wound, Freddie. Come on. <laughs> 
But thank you all for listening. We hope you had a good Sunday. Have a great Sunday. And I hope you like this post-game format. Uh, we'll be back same time next week. Andy had a family commitment he couldn't miss, and we'll bring him on. And uh, hopefully we're celebrating a win over Florida. Big week, guys. Big week of preparation. Got, got to get better. There's no there's no way around it. Kentucky has to get better uh, because if, if, if they play – if Kentucky plays at Florida like they played against Miami, they're going to get beat pretty bad. Yeah. So got to get better. Thank you for watching. Thanks, guys. Hopefully if you subscribe and like us and go to our YouTube thingy. Thank you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.